Hello and welcome in. Welcome back and welcome, welcome, welcome. From whatever planet you're listening, this is the show. Just trying to figure out what the hell's going on out there. I'm your host, Dickers Kane. I'm Nova. And this is Aliens After Dark. So thank you so much for joining us today, guys. Um, today is a super awesome episode. It's a real uh, brain buster. Um, we're going to be talking about simulation theory. Are you excited? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm excited. Mm-hmm. I like uh, I like this theory a lot. Are you excited? Yeah, this one's hard. So I did a bunch of research on this, and I've listened to a bunch of podcasts, uh, read a couple articles, and um, I've always been fascinated with like simulation theory stuff. Just the like whole idea of everything pretty much being a hologram or like imaginary or not real or um, anytime TV shows you know parody this like it's just I just it's so fun so fascinating so I've always been interested in this Um, there is a book called the simulation hypothesis an MIT computer scientist shows why AI quantum quantum physics and eastern mystics all agree that we are in a video game and it's by uh, Rizwan Verk it's a really good book it's really interesting really hard to get into I would say at first this guy Rizwan Verk he's a he's a Silicon Valley guy he had a hand or had a he was part of creating discord he was part of creating um like a bunch of different apps like he was part of creating um tapfish what's that i don't know i guess it's a, a game I, I know i've seen it yeah it's like kind of like angry birds thing <laughs> like Cute. just like an app but uh i know it's um hey welcome back <laughs> uh i know it's uh it, it's I've seen it before. I don't know exactly. Like you, you, you hit a fish every time it jumps out of the water or something. I don't remember exactly. But uh, it's got over like 30 million downloads. So like that's like one of his like higher accomplishments just because it was so successful. But uh, he's he's done a ton of stuff. He's He's produced some indie films. I think he's done some stuff with music. He's created a bunch of apps a bunch of games video games um you know he's done a bunch of stuff he's got a a lot of a long list of accomplishments but um it's really interesting i've listened to a couple interviews with him uh he's really he sounds like a really interesting fun guy cool guy uh really smart but this book was really interesting so with that background knowing that the whole first half of the book is just about video games which is important to discuss and explain because it's it's one of the main things that comes up when you talk about simulation theory Mm -hmm. like and i guess the reason why simulation theory is so popular is because video games are so popular because like 
they wouldn't this, this topic wouldn't be so it wouldn't be such a hot topic in society if our technology wasn't where it was yeah. today that's true like with ai and just where computer technology has come and really where philosophy has 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 gone you know has come like thinking about what other what else is out there because we've pretty much explored somewhat conquered in print you know in quotes conquered our planet like where we're starting to we're starting to think about what's what else is out there and some higher you know ideas i think it's funny because like back in the day we were talking about this earlier but like back in the day when we were younger and growing up like cloning was a big thing like i remember cloning was like a huge deal especially like growing up in the church like it was like we're we don't have the power we shouldn't have the power to create life like that's something reserved for god and you know it was like a scary thing that like we were worried could get out of hand and there were all those like sci-fi <laughs> movies about cloning that blew up in like the 90s and 80s i think some too but like it was just like this weird thing that that was like we were worried like you don't want to play god but then like there's a relation to simulation theory because that's kind of where technology has gone and now we're afraid of of ai and creating something that could destroy us creating a god <laughs> basically like in in some cases like in some things how much better it is than us but uh that we have all these ethics now about like robotics and ai of like is that a life form do they have rights do they have you know are there moral qualms you know with terminating the life of an ai robot you know like is that is that a moral issue and so there are things that like come up when you talk about simulation theory that are just like kind of tied to it in a weird way that there's so much that goes into like so many rabbit holes this is the hard one probably um actually here in a week or so we're going to go to meet up with Riggs and we're gonna do a podcast with him we're gonna have a big smoke-a-thon podcast and smoke a bunch of legal marijuana <laughs> and uh talk about some of those rabbit holes and talk about you know simulation theory and and really get into like some wild you know like some crazy rabbit holes or just like talk about what we think is interesting but so for the purposes today i wanted to give you guys an episode that was more of like uh more well, better researched really like next week's just going to be a conversation of us kind of goofing or a couple weeks uh it's going to be a conversation of us just goofing around talking and discussing these topics and these theories but today i wanted to kind of get into like the basics of what all it is and kind of what all goes into simulation theory and and really kind of give you guys an understanding of how much it encompasses because it's it's there's so much to this one theory or one hypothesis and i can tell you now where we won't be able to crack all of it but uh, we can get definitely get into a bunch of it and some of the main stuff that some of the stuff that you'll hear on pretty much everything this is some of the stuff that like everybody's going to talk about this but 
I will try and give you guys some some definite you know nuggets of info information that I don't think a lot of people are talking about and stuff that I really found was was interesting. But back to that book. So the first part of it is just all about computers, video games, how they were made, kind of like their evolution of you know the computer game, the video game, the PC, the console, and the different um, computing abilities that they have. Uh, then it talks about rendering and, and really gets into the computer technical side. So if you're a fan of that or if that's really fascinating to you, this is going to be an awesome book. It's all about video games for the first couple parts and really gets into like things like, you know, having games with extra lives, having games with like power-ups or... You also have games with like bots or non uh, NPCs or NC mm -hmm. NPCs, yeah, non-player uh, characters, and then PCs, player characters. Um, so you have these NPCs, non-player characters that are just like little fillers, fillers, yeah, filler yeah. characters, bots that you interact with in your video game. That you know, from our perspective, if you step back, is it what is there? do they have any form of consciousness you know it kind of talks about that a little bit but like they're programmed you know it's it's so if our life is a simulation are there non are there npcs are there non-player characters in our reality that aren't actually conscious or don't you know just programmed that we interact with on a regular basis and can't tell you know or whatever so it goes into that um pretty deep and then the cool thing where it kind of switches and I found it really interesting. He starts talking about religion a lot, and he starts dissecting kind of like, um, like I was saying, like with having playing a game where you have like five lives, like Mario, for example. You have like five lives, and then if you die, on you know if you lose all your lives, you go back to the beginning of the level mm -hmm. or the beginning of the world or map or whatever, and but you can respawn for like five lives but like in call of duty or like halo you just respawn mm -hmm. because you're playing against other people so it's like a little bit different format but you just you don't ha you have an unlimited amount of lives because you're not playing like a campaign mode or whatever but uh you know is that something that we are afforded and can you change your character in between lives you know like can you switch to luigi you know can you switch to all of a sudden now i'm like a super mario yeah i'm a, I'm a super <laughs> mario now you know whatever <laughs> i'm a super rich like <laughs> texas rancher you know or something like mm -hmm. just switch completely to a different character you know like is that how the game is set up or whatever and so it gets really interesting into like religion and talking about like reincarnation with the lives and you know is that what's you know what those cultures are believing in, and mistaking for possibly just a somewhat of a phantom code like we instinctively know we're in a simulation mm -hmm. even though we don't you know or whatever or, or yeah whatever yeah um so he talks about that for a good couple chapters. He goes into uh, Eastern uh, religion, and then he also goes into uh, 
like Judeo-Christian um, stuff. He talks about like, you know, the afterlife and, and what that's about. And is that like just coming out of the simulation and now you're like, or for example, like virtual reality, are you taking the glasses off mm-hmm. when you die and you're coming out of the simulation of the uh, virtual reality and it's now it's whatever life you are actually in you know whatever body you're actually you know whatever so uh he kind of talks about that for a good while and that's pretty pretty good um the last couple chapters the concluding chapters are really interesting as well he really kind of proposes some 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 really interesting kind of directions of thought and on the topic and and uh, he talks about dreams in one of the last chapters and that part was really interesting like they were talking about this doctor who um, he's like a sleep doctor and he sees a lot of um, patients that like have different sleeping disorders and different dreaming disorders and he has these one patients like a He's seen multiple different people who ha- who have this, but every time they go to sleep, they dream the same dream, okay? But it's not a dream of, like, repetition. It's like every night when they go to bed, they start up from where they left off in the last dream, and it's almost like they're living a second life in... I think that's so cool. Yeah, in in the dream. I couldn't even imagine dreaming that way. Like, knowing that you're going to bed just to pick up where you left off last night. Yeah, it would (laughs) be so hard. I feel like it would be tiring. Maybe. But it would be, like, so hard to, like... Depends on the dream, I suppose. To keep up with what is reality. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Wow. You know, like, if you're living, like, every time you go to bed, you're dreaming an actual lifetime Mm -hmm. of, like you know shit every time you go to bed it's just like you waking up <laughs> in your dream world like i mean it might be cool if you can learn how to like control it a little bit but also like god if you can't control it like man and you can't and you're just really... going to work in your dream yeah, too like <laughs> it would seem tiring like yeah <laughs> you just got another job which, and... <laughs> which reality is better than you stop dreaming if you have a <laughs> shitty job in your or you stop going to sleep if you have a shitty job in your dream life. Or if you have, like, a great job, then you then you say, fuck this reality, and you just start dreaming a whole lot more. Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> <laughs> shit, what are you? What do you do for a living? When I'm awake or when I'm asleep? Yeah, which living? <laughs> or, like, I don't know. You go to dream and, like, Ooh, what would happen then if you died in your dream? Hopefully a different dream if we're going to keep dreaming in if you, consecutive days like this. Yeah, hopefully it's... so if you died and then there was just like no dream, it was just like blank darkness. Jeez, right? that'd be fucking While crazy. While you're dreaming, right? You're dreaming blank darkness. And then you wake up and you know you've died in your dream, but then what happens the next time you go back to sleep? Is it more blank darkness? Mm-hmm. Or when you get into it, are you like, starting over are you being born again and or are you somebody else hmm. starting or are you starting over where you left off like a video game <laughs> oh my gosh that would be terrible that one would be terrible I that think. would be crazy like a weird groundhog day yep i was just thinking that yeah 
so the book the book's really good um the last chapter is really awesome too he talks about uh back onto that same topic right so you have a dream and you're living a life in your dream right mm -hmm. so what if you know how sometimes you're dreaming and you wake up and you realize you were dreaming in your dream and you're still asleep oh yeah and then you wake up again so what if you're living a life in your dream and then you dream in your dream and it's more life you can never get rest <laughs> It's an inception, but it's like, it's, you can never get rest. You can just like, you're just starting another life. No. <laughs> That'd be terrible. Anyways, his quote in the book, um, he says something like, uh, dreams themselves are like a simulation. And then he's talking about kind of like the idea from the movie inception, like a dream within a dream within a dream mm -hmm. or a simulation within a simulation within a simulation. So I thought that was pretty pretty interesting. The book w overall was was really good. It was a little bit, some of it was a little bit hard to like really get through, but for the most part, it was it was really good. So let's get into some of the good stuff. So first, actually, let's talk about the origins of simulation theory because I thought this stuff was really cool. Um, so I'm just going to read some of this from this article, but uh, I, th I just thought it was really awesome. Um, oh, actually, this is just from Wikipedia. So, uh, But I've heard a couple of these things in some different places, and so this is cool. So for one, simulation theory has been around for like a long time. It goes back to like ancient times. Um, I think the Egyptians had some ideas about living really? in a simulation like something like that or at least they you know try and pull an ancient aliens on it and yeah that's like that's an interesting idea to have it. when you don't have computers yeah yeah well so this is where it's gonna get cool you're gonna get blown away right here ready mm -hmm. ready so mind is prepped and ready to be blown yeah up let me read this little paragraph there is a long philosophical and scientific history to the underlying thesis that reality is an illusion. This skeptical hypothesis can be tracked back to antiquity. For example, to the butterfly dream of Shingizi. Shingzi. Shangzi. Whatever that is. The butterfly dream, not the guy. Or book. Um, or the Indian philosophy of Maya or an ancient Greek philosophy of Ana, Ana, Anaxarchus or Monimus, uh, likened existing to a, okay, so this is where it gets cool, likened existing things to a scene painting and suppose them to resemble the impressions experienced in sleep or in madness. Aztec uh, philosophical texts theorize that the world was a painting or a book written by the total. Told. Toil? Told? Told. T E O T L. Yeah, have fun with that all day. <laughs> Don't look at me like that. Um, Nietzsche, in his 1886 book, Beyond Good and Evil, 
chastised philosophers for seeking to find the true world behind the deceptive world of appearances. Um, one more quote that actually I think I think was in the book that just came into my head. Einstein says, uh, science without religion is lame. But religion without science is blind. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I thought that was really cool. That was awesome. Anyways, so I thought that was cool. The Aztec stuff, the uh, ancient Greek stuff. Like, they theorized that the world was really just a big painting or a written book. Because, like, exactly. Like, how could they imagine it? Because they don't have video games or they don't have computers or TVs. How could they imagine simulation theory? Yeah. But they imagined that they were just inside a big painting or a book or it was the dream of a god or it was, you know. I think that goes back to what you were saying about it being like intuitive to us. Yeah, like instinct. Yeah, like intuitively yeah. like knowing that there's something is. else out there that's different. The, the programmer. <laughs> that's, that's not real. Or, yeah. Or like something's up. <laughs> Something is up. So, I don't know. Is your mind blown? Yeah, it is. It's blown. It's pretty crazy, huh? So, this this idea has been around for a long time that our reality isn't what we think it is or mm -hmm. what it seems. So, in 2003, there's a man named Nick Bostrom, and he wrote a paper called are we living or i think it's called are you living in a computer simulation uh, the paper basically suggests that we're most likely living in a computer simulation of an of an advanced civilization even elon musk concludes that the probability that we are living in base reality is one in billions so elon musk and i think actually a lot of scientists kind of take this position um you know who doesn't who neil degrasse tyson yeah that's true he okay it's kind of true because i've seen a video with him or i've heard a podcast with him talking about how likely simulation theory is mm -hmm. but i did just hear a podcast the other day or a clip of him the other day where he was saying like he kind of like explained the idea that would make sense or the logic behind it us being in base reality mm -hmm. so what is base reality you ask <laughs> what is base reality <laughs> um it's reality yeah point zero point zero mm -hmm. it's real everything is real everything you see and touch and feel and do is real then you get into base reality is the original the one that makes the simulation so base reality would basically mean that there's no simulation that what we're living in is not a simulation um, that's what i just saw recently on him is he was saying because we don't have simulated realities in this reality mm -hmm. then we're the base yeah. otherwise it would keep <clears throat> trickling down mm -hmm. into more and more and so that's what Elon Musk is talking about is like basically 
if there's a simulation theory or if there's if there's an advanced civilization out there that gets to the point where they can create simulations that are indistinguishable from reality like virtual reality right if you can create a virtual reality that's indistinguishable from regular reality then you do it you do it to solve a problem but you still or like find an answer for something you're simulate simulating something but you do it and then if for some reason like for example what is the key to happiness and so you run a simulation to figure out what the key to happiness is and then the simulation can't figure it out but it advances and evolves enough to where it can create its own simulation and so it does mm -hmm. and then same thing all the way down and there could be billions of those and like a dream within a dream a simulation within a simulation basically Elon Musk is saying that we're it's more likely that we're not the original mm -hmm. if that if that's been done in the universe it's more likely that we are one of those in the middle yeah sim within a sim somewhere so I thought that was really pretty interesting and basically, like, again, you can't talk about simulation theory without talking about video games. So, like, as, game, as games get more realistic and advanced, and as our technology grows and its ability to store information, it's just a matter of time until we're capable of creating, like, a VR or a virtual world that's indistinguishable from our own. But, yeah, a lot of people say that, like, because we haven't done that yet means that we're either the first or the last. Yeah. That's Means how that, I say we're either the base reality or we're at the end of the line right. of the simulations. And some people say that it, it's exactly true. That's that's what Tyson, that's his argument. We're either the first or the last, mm -hmm. and which means we're getting to a point where we're going to create one. Another simulation. Or the first one. <laughs> the first one, yeah. <laughs> and a lot of people will say that it's impossible because we haven't done it yet. So nothing else has done it yet mm -hmm. or like at least we're close it can't right be now. done so but yeah i think we're close i think a lot of people think we're close but mm -hmm. i don't know i mean like yeah like i guess more importantly is like has that already been done like has that already happened have we already crossed the simulation point are we currently inside one right now how would we know if we were mm -hmm. like so I don't know, but in, in this paper, uh, Nick Bostrom presents the simulation argument. Um, this The Nick Bostrom stuff is kind of like, I guess, like simulation theory canon. It seems like every podcast, every book will we'll talk about him. His papers kind of made it jump back into like taking it seriously, I guess. I don't know if people weren't taking it seriously, but it's it's been done a lot in pop culture mm -hmm. it's in a lot of movies and tv shows and sci-fi books and and so sometimes those things don't really get taken seriously right away they don't get picked up right away but he wrote a wrote the paper about it and science has kind of been baffled with it ever since so 
his simulation argument, um, Bostrom explains three properties, which he states one must be true. So basically he's saying that like there's these three options. One of them's got to be true, right? Water turns into ice, liquid, or gas, right? Mm-hmm. And so at any point in time, water's in one of those states. One of those things has to be true, right? So again, like this, this covers so many things. It touches so many things because we could talk about the Fermi paradox right now, or we could talk about fucking Schrodinger's cat. <laughs> like it could go so many ways. So like, I hope you understand like at home, like how much, how many directions you can just fall off into mm-hmm. trying to figure this out. But so his three propositions, one of which must be true. Proposition one, similar to Fermi's paradox. It says all technological civilizations go extinct before reaching technological maturity. Basically meaning, again, great filter, like another scientific hypothesis, like it correlates or, you know, incorporates into this idea but like the great filter, like there must be something that's stopping everybody from getting to this technological maturity. So nobody's ever created a simulation because we've never gotten to that point. There's some kind of filter. There's some kind of like something that happens where civilization goes extinct always before, before they get to that, that maturity able to create a simulation. So, Proposition one, civilizations don't last long enough to ever create one. Mm -hmm. That's one option. It never happens. Proposition number two, technological civilizations do develop, but do not create simulations. Which is where we might be right now. The third proposition is we are living in a simulation. If we reject the first two, then Bostrom basically argues that we must accept the third proposition, which is we are living in a simulation. So let's let's look at this a little bit deeper. Proposition number one, again, you talk about the great filter. We happen to be the only ones so far, so maybe that means like like Fermi's paradox stuff like where are the aliens like we're the Mm -hmm. only ones so far so like maybe that means that there is some kind of great filter and we are base reality Mm -hmm. and we haven't created one yet or (laughs) it just seems that way because we're in a simulation (laughs) and the creators of the simulation are so good and so advanced that we have no clue we can't distinguish the difference Um, but if it is true then we're probably not in a simulation and that could mean that we're not far from a grave filter (laughs) like it could mean we're just reaching the point of our own grave filter like it's just a matter of time because we're so close to creating this technology we haven't yet so either something's going to stop us from ever doing it like the first proposition or we're going to do it could already be done we could be in it (laughs) 
going to be crazy if shit does hit the fan, like apocalyptic style. Me and you are going to look at each other and be like, this is the filter. Mm, yeah. <laughs> We're going yeah. through it right now. <laughs> Call this the great filter. <laughs> Try to get through. Uh, it also could be like the fact that like if we are in a simulation, they could have just programmed us the only life forms. So that's mm-hmm. why there's no aliens out there because we're the only ones that were programmed to be here mm-hmm. so i don't know um proposition number two no simulations basically in spite of reaching technological maturity the civilization never creates a simulation and this gets into some of the ai stuff and some of the like robotics and and some of that world because like Okay, it seems unlikely. Yeah, I wouldn't think that. Humans are too curious. Yeah, because, like, okay, simulation's a super useful tool. Mm-hmm. Like, we use them right now. They're just not indistinguishable from reality. Yeah. Like, but we use them right now to, like, predict weather patterns, to predict wind and ocean stuff, and, like, star map, you know, like, what happens with the planets. Like, we use climate change. We use simulations right now and we run those all the time but they're not so 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 they're a useful tool but they're not like reality yet they're not that advanced yet they would allow us to explore numerous amounts of like questions um you can talk about anything in science philosophy you can kind of run a simulation on something and and figure some stuff out it helps us predict animal migration patterns and some different things like that so we do use simulations on a regular basis right now some state that to create an actual realistic simulation it would be impossible or computationally impossible because simulating everything from the subatomic particles to galaxies which would be so computationally expensive that even the most advanced civilizations couldn't do it. Uh, Michio Kaku states that the only information processor that can simulate our universe is the universe itself. So basically, like, if you're thinking of, like, a computer big enough to make a simulation that can create everything from atoms to galaxies and universes, it, it would be the, the size of the universe itself. Like they would need a, you would need a computer the size of the universe to create that. Hmm. Which just seems like if the universe is a computer, then we're in a simulation and we would never know it. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But to create, it's, it can go in circles. It's kind of like, it can go in circles a little bit. Yeah. But another way to get around that is rendering. Um, basically, if you know anything about video games or computer stuff, basically rendering allows you to, when you're playing a video game, right? So like, um, what's one that everybody's played? I don't know, like even like Call of Duty or Halo, um, Link. Uh, I mean, Zelda, um, some of those games that are like open world maps, Skyrim, very similar. You walk across a big map and you don't need all of the trees 
because you're not over on the other side of the map. Mm-hmm. You just need the trees that are in front of you. So as you move through the map or through the, the area, up ahead of you, the trees start rendering as you get closer, and they come into view or get rendered. And so you don't need to store all of that information on your computer. You just need to render it when the PC or player character is in that specific area mm-hmm. or specific location or whatever. So that's a way of kind of like getting around the information overload that you would need to acquire. Some also say that consciousness can't be simulated or consciousness is non-computational, so like it can't be computerized. So like there may come a point where we can never transfer our, our like brain. Well, you know how like there's that idea that we could just transfer our minds into a robot and live forever. Mm-hmm. Um, but that might not be a possible thing. Like some basically think that we just may never be able to like transfer our consciousness into a non-biological we may not be able to transfer our consciousness out of our body Mm -hmm. Um, if consciousness is computational meaning that we can simulate it then we got to think about then we got to think about how an advanced civilization would treat this like ethically like would they decide to not create simulations for that reason like they simply may choose not to make sims like simulations like they may just choose to like hey if we're creating consciousness here what's the point of doing it if there's going to we're basically in charge of creating harm or you know misery or death or whatever like Mm -hmm. you know we set a simulation up with a bunch of it's like it's like remember that game uh roller coaster tycoon Mm-mm. You never played that game? Oh, it was so much fun. You basically like made this big like roller coaster or theme park. I'm sorry. You make like this big theme park, and then you like set up stands and food stands, and you set your price for your admissions, and then you open the doors, and then all these like little like Sims people come <laughs> marching in, and and you know there's old old people and young people and kids, and you know, and you're trying to make money so you know you can raise your prices or lower your prices for stuff and set your popcorn right in front of the people you know like (laughs) where they're walking in and um it's i just always thought it was interesting like i'm controlling their day Mm -hmm. because like you can just lock the doors (laughs) or like you can get a bunch of people in and then like build some stuff around them and like lock them in an area and just like it just but are they conscious? Because that's cruel mm-hmm. if they're conscious. <laughs> but if it's just like code, well, then it's okay mm-hmm. <laughs> to be evil <laughs> or to be like. I think it goes back to uh, you saying like we would simulate things to learn things or to experience mm-hmm. things so that we're learning about whatever we're simulating yeah and so like if we're able to simulate consciousness or if there's an advanced civilization that does that or or does have that capability would they just decide or make laws like is there like some galactic confederation that like basically has a big law against creating 
conscious simulations mm-hmm. and you're not allowed to do that or something people break laws all the time yeah is there a way to create a simulation that makes us want to be there instead of reality because that's the thing like that's what i would kind of like holds me up is like when would when would we be or when would it be better than life you know like how do we create a, a virtual reality or a simulation that's better than reality you know i think probably with ease (laughs) okay yeah i mean i get that but like (laughs) then why aren't we in that one you know like why isn't everything perfect you know why is there so much drama and tragedy and and misery and you know whatever in the world like it points to it not being a simulation because if you would create a simulation at least with conscious beings you wouldn't have so much negative i mean maybe if like if the simulation if you're going into the simulation knowing what you're getting into then it could very well be that way mm-hmm. yeah i guess so, like, if you're, you're like prepared to like learn something from this one yeah then... you're going into this one as a kid who's gonna die with leukemia at nine years old like you come into it knowing that like yeah it's fucked up that that shit happens but you were supposed to get something out of it by doing it huh what if this is how we learn like what if like and like all time is different but i mean like what if like what reality is is this is like our school yeah we're (laughs) we're really just sitting at like a school with in a classroom with a bunch of other kids next to us around us and we all have glasses and headphones on and somehow the time is like crazy different well time is just relevant yeah relative yeah relative time's relative but for like somehow they've figured out how to like make you live a lifetime in a class you know well, if the reality whatever, but like and simulation is one to one so it's indistinguishable which one is which then the time is just rel- relative to the simulation. So, like, uh, we could be moving so fast mm-hmm. and not know exactly, it. Exactly, yeah. It's like you think about a fly and then humans. Like, time is just relative to what you are. And then we, whatever experience we clicked on to all have or individually have, then we take our, you know, the bell rings, teacher turns off the thing, and you, mm-hmm. you've lived a life. <laughs> and you go to your next class to live a sports life. And that's, <laughs> that's P.E., Physical, physical education. Everybody learns how to be LeBron or Michael Jordan. <laughs> and then you go to, like, science and you... Are not Neil deGrasse Tyson, apparently. Jump into Einstein's <laughs> boots. That'd be cool. It'd be cool to be able to, like, go back and, like, see. Well, because you wouldn't know, though. You wouldn't know while you're in it. We don't know. So, like, while you're in it, you don't have those memories. So maybe, like, in the future, there's, like, maybe video game makes deals. Here's a future. Here's a hot take for you, everybody at home. Maybe in the future, video games get deals with pharmacies, right? Partner with pharmacies. Then eventually partner with 
hospitals. Then eventually virtual reality, you go in, you get dosed up, you're laying in a hospital bed for, I mean, depending on whatever the time relation is, 30 minutes, couple hours, couple days, whatever. They're just feeding you through a tube and you're just in some virtual place and you've paid for it. That's pretty fucking cool. I think it is. Sounds cool. But it's also like kind of crazy. Maybe it'd be like, it'd have to be less than like actually flying to the place. Mm-hmm. You know? Or I guess if it's like a whole different reality, then yeah. like you're, it could be anything. It could mm-hmm. be. Which I mean, at that point, it would be less than flying to Mars or. Yes. Or, <laughs> you know, wherever you're trying to visit virtually, I guess. I don't know. That'd be cool. That'd be crazy. Buy stock in the metaverse. No, buy stock in probably what Sony, Google, and Pfizer. (laughs) 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 Just kidding. Please don't. Don't. I'm not a. uh, What is it? Uh, I'm not a stockologist. I'm not a banker. I don't know jack shit about investing money, so do not take your investing money advice from me at this point <laughs> in my time in my time of giving advice. <laughs> That's not the advice you should listen to by me. <laughs> um, well, let's take a break real quick, and then we'll come back and kind of wrap things up, and and, and you know, put this baby to bed. I'll put you to bed. All right. Enjoy these tunes. Simulation theory. <laughs> Fuck me, man. It's so crazy shit. It's, uh, it's like I said, it's a brain buster, man. It'll fuck your noggin. It's a <laughs> noggin. Bust your boggler. brains. Brain buster. <laughs> so, a lot of times when people talk about simulation theory, they talk about the Mandela effect. Mm-hmm. And that's a example of proof of why we're in a simulation like first of all when you see those like stupid like articles that have like a bunch of pictures of check out these pictures of why we're in a simulation and then you look through them and like some of them are like whoa that's crazy but they're just like totally normal like Mm -hmm. they're just like coincidences of how the picture lined up and what you happen to catch at that moment it just happened 
it's not it's just a coincidence doesn't mean we're in a simulation like there was this one i saw it was like these two boats on a dock right like huge ships on a dock and there's like this skinny wooden dock going up and they were both on like the the guy took the picture from the middle of them and the way the clouds were it looked like there was a straight line from the clouds down the side of the boat down the dock to the water it looked like the it looked like there were two pictures spliced mm-hmm. together but they weren't it was just a coincidence of how it looked at that point in time like it just it was just like a phenomenon like it was just like a happening it just happened to be that way the mandela effect we'll do a whole, whole episode on it but if you don't know about it it's basically everybody thinks something happened or remember something a certain way and that's not actually true mm-hmm. like for example how it got its name um, a lot of people have a memory of Nelson Mandela dying in the 80s I think 1986 or 89 and he didn't he died in like uh, maybe 2000s like 2006 or something and then when that happened everybody was like wait a second didn't he already die like don't we all have this collective memory of him dying 10 years ago or whatever like so it's like that the simulation advocates will point to that and be like that's proof you know like of the simulation a glitch in the simulation like the matrix one thing we haven't really talked about on this episode i'm sure we'll talk about it some uh in a couple weeks on the smokeathon but it's it all kind of goes together it's that's a weird phenomenon there's some of the nelson mandela or the mandela effect stuff that's total bullshit like the another main popular one is in star wars darth vader says to luke skywalker what does he say luke i am your father Right, that's what everybody thinks. Mm-hmm. They think he says, Luke, I am your father. <laughs> you do it better than me. <laughs> I don't do it any better than anybody. There's nobody better than James Earl Jones. So, James Earl Jones. So, I said that like I was like doing an answering machine. This is James Earl Jones. Leave a message at the beep. <laughs> Anyways, um... The actual line was, no, I'm your father. They're fighting and they're arguing about something, and he's like, you killed my father. And then Darth Vader's like, no, I'm your father. And Which is pretty crazy because my memory is so like feels so specific. Everybody remembers that, yeah. right? Everybody remembers the line, Luke, I am your father. Mm-hmm. But it's because this one's easy to explain, at least in my mind. I understand this one. This one's not a Nelson or a Mandela effect <laughs> thing. Um, the Berenstein Bears one is, and we'll mm-hmm. get to that one. Mm-hmm. But uh, that specific line is so iconic, or that specific scene is so iconic and so like memorable that for one, it's like been parodied up billion times like everybody who's ever done a star wars parody show or movie or clip or flashback or you know moment in their show or whatever 
that you know used that scene that parodied that scene used the line luke i am your father because mm-hmm. it helps you know exactly what they're talking about yeah so that's i feel like that in pop culture and you know the zeitgeist or whatever like it's been it's been so saturated and so parodied that specific way that that line has come out so many times luke i'm your father because everybody's done it now that now that's the line that everybody remembers but it it's not makes sense it's weird when you see it and you're like oh whoa it's totally not but Mm -hmm. um because i watched through the star wars a couple months ago and yeah he says they're fighting about who killed his dad and he's like you killed my dad and he's like no i'm your dad bitch (laughs) sit down (laughs) (laughs) um but then the berenstein bears one it's all about the spelling okay so for people overseas and in different countries the berenstein bears is a children's book that is just about some bears that live in the forest and they're super awesome and you learn a lot of lessons Mm -hmm. they're super helpful and and, um they're a wholesome family real g-rated family lots of fun but the spelling of it for a long time was like i don't even know and i'm dyslexic so this is hard you're gonna look it up real quick it was like berenstein s-t-e-i-n or s-t-a-i-n berenstein i think everybody remembers it e-i-n i think that's how i remember it yeah, E-I-N or A-I-N is the new one. A-I-N is how it actually is? Supposedly. Yeah, so everybody remembers that book in their childhood, and we all remember it S-T-E-I-N, like Berenstein or Berenstein Bears, but it's Berenstein Bears, S-T-A-I-N, like you stain your carpet knocking over a bottle of wine and that's not how anybody remembers it nobody remembers it that way we all remember it the other way i think there was even a tv show and what's crazy is people have found like there's like one clip or like one tv show or like one picture of the book where it's spelled s-t-e-i-n and i don't know how trustworthy that is and how like credible it is but somebody could have just made a really good photoshop you know job but whatever that's one of them that like we all remember it a certain way and it's actually a completely different thing so that's like kind of the mandela effect and a lot of people will point to that saying those types of things saying that like this is proof of a simulation this is why the simulation is there if it is a simulation and i I mean i think the mandela effect is like a glitch like computers probably can't be perfect either so could it if something gets you know glitched or accidentally deleted and it needs to come back could it come back the same exactly mm-hmm. the same or is it like the computer is the like i i know it was like this so i'm going to put this in there mm-hmm. <laughs> i saw this really weird video and i know it's probably just computer magic, but this guy had a book of, of Berenstain Bear, Berenstain, whatever, the bears. Steen, Berenstain yeah, Berenstain bears. bears. And in his room, 
it was Berenstain Bears. And when he walked out into the hallway, it was Berenstain Bears. And you could see the letters changing on the book when he walked through the doorway. And <clears throat> that's crazy. It is pretty fucking crazy. <laughs> I mean, if it if uh, were simulated, then like that room is still in the old version of the simulation, mm -hmm. and then outside of it is like the Not, upgraded version. But as soon as you walk in, it renders properly. Yeah. And then when you walk out, it's like back to the old rendering. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Default rendering or whatever. Yeah. So there's things like that. Do you have other Mandela effect stuff pulled up? I mean, it's everything. There's so many. What's another one? Let's find another one real quick. Oh, yeah, Jif or Jiffy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm seeing, like, so many. Like, it's everything. Like, Pikachu's tail. Did Curious George have a tail? Like, Flintstones. Like, all kinds of things. Yeah, Flintstones or Flintstones. Oh, yeah, the Oscar Mayer one. That's a big one that people talk about. Oscar Mayer spelled M-E-Y-E-R, but it's really spelled M-A-Y-E-R, so it's Oscar Mayer. That's weird because I can, like, remember the song. Yeah. Hmm. Ah, uh, Oscar Mayer. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. Um, Skechers, does it have a T in the middle or not? S-K-E-T-C-H? No, it does not. No? No. A lot of people think it does. Some of these are just like advertising things. Like the Fruit Loops one, like they could have just done a Fruit Loops one where they advertised it like that and spelled it a different way just because, you know. I don't know. There's some other ones that... Oh, yeah. But like, again, like some of these things, like they're just so pop culture-y that like they might have been on purpose or just changed over time or just like we're so saturated with such a the culture of it that like we have a perspective once we see it and then it's kind of set a certain way in our mind like we see it and we put like the sepia filter on it as if like that's how we remember it you know mm -hmm. and then when we get a few little things wrong like did this was this word spelled a certain way I don't know man some of them like the jiff or jiffy that one's I remember that one that one's hard yeah that one's hard Oh, here's one cool thing. Um, Elon Musk said that he said something like, um, "Our video games are getting closer and closer to reality, or is it our reality getting closer and closer to our video games?" Mm. Damn. Like, Listed we... my brains. Yeah. <laughs> Good old Musk. Uh, if aliens are real, basically answer to. Fermi's Paradox um, Nick Bostrom says like if aliens are real we are most likely living in one of their digital simulations hence they didn't simulate any aliens so there's no aliens mm -hmm. Fermi's Paradox bitch 
Bostrom wrote the paper and was just like, I'm going to solve All these a mysteries. bunch of problems and All create a world of chaos. <laughs> He's like, I'm just going to like solve some problems, create some problems. You guys figure it out. <laughs> Drop the mic. You said you had some stuff on uh, some of the clues that there are some of the proof that we're living in a simulation or like no not proof codes or whatever clues would be a better word clues yeah clues yeah i was reading that the cia uses codes and they like cheat codes pretty much cheat codes to life and they just speak the code they don't put it into a computer or anything they speak the code the code i read about from uh well the CIA using is a code to not feel pain so it's just uh, like a six six numbers and they just repeat it over and over while they're in pain and the pain stops they can't feel pain while they're repeating this code so it's like they have the codes to manipulate the reality that they're in essentially mm -hmm. they know the codes underneath the the layer of what's being simulated and they can manipulate the codes to control the reality <coughs> so like they're just sitting there like five five two four three four five five two four three four and they Pretty can't much. feel pain yeah or whatever like you repeat it to like get wealth or yeah i've seen like some code. people really dig into that and make lists of the codes that mm -hmm. are try and figure out the codes to get things so there's codes for like everything there's codes to quit smoking. There's codes to lose weight. There's codes to attract money. There's codes to be healthy. There's codes for everything. Isn't that fucking crazy? This is like a whole nother rabbit hole. Mm -hmm. like. Yeah, it is. It is. <laughs> and none of these numbers are terribly long. They, I mean, that's what's crazy. It's like a, it's like a simple code. 241 <laughs> I got nothing. Gets hairier. Yeah. <laughs> that's pretty wild. <clears throat> that's a that's a whole nother rabbit hole. I like the I think it's funny how like in that book that we that I was talking about, um the author ties in religion to simulation theory and I think that that's really fascinating. Like it's almost like intelligent design is such a good answer that we're figuring out other ways to tie it back in because it's like ultimately god there could be a god but really it's just like some like alien at a computer it's just a coding yeah it's just a programmer who is the programmer you know that's the god if i were to think about a god that's how i would think about it more it seems more realistic in my mind mm -hmm. that's the intelligent designer mm-hmm I don't know. It's it's inter interesting. It's interesting to think about for sure. So where do you sit? Where do I sit? Mm -hmm. God, man, a lot of smart people think that. Yeah. This is all fake. I mean, that's fine if it is. I guess. I think it would be really cool if it was, and we come out of it, and we 
still have the memory of this lifetime and can learn from it Mm -hmm. but then remember the life that we had quote stepped away from you know and we're just like i think it would suck playing the lottery but you'd have to die and it's like taking that risk it's like an afterlife yeah i think it would suck if it was all simulated but there are npcs and like you start caring for people that are not real yeah people are already doing that right now they're creating like these ai robots that you can buy online and they're like these little robot um life-size robot men or women and you can buy them and like have a companion that's basically like a advanced chat bot inside of like a robot that can do some like remedial tasks that's kind of wild and then you become I mean shit dude half the time nowadays like you don't know who you're talking to online like it could be a chatbot for mm-hmm. all you know they're getting so sophisticated that's why there's all of these mm-hmm. are you a robot click this if yeah. you're not a robot solve this puzzle if you're not a robot yeah and so like <clears throat> you could be talking to somebody when you have no idea that it's a it's a bot mm-hmm. and or like all these like fake facebook accounts or instagram accounts or whatever that are just posting things that are just bots posting shit Mm -hmm. to get viewers to get likes to get you know whatever and it's just like this like weird trap but is it conscious right there's conscious then we have a problem or well i don't know if it's a problem but we have a discussion to be had (laughs) (laughs) we have some things to talk about (laughs) But I guess that's the whole discussion. Once it is conscious, then we then we're at the simulation point. Mm-hmm. I think they use that term like the simulation point is when we can create a simulation that's indistinguishable from our own reality. A one to one to reality. Mm-hmm. It's scary scary to think about i think i sit um it would be cool it's like what we were just saying like it's kind of like religion like it's like yeah if you believe it like then there's something after you die so that's comforting i guess in a way but like also scary because like what if my life isn't that good no it's inside of this life like what if it's worse what if it's worse why would i be simulating if my life was so good (laughs) exactly but also, why would I be simulating if I was super poor? I probably wouldn't have access to, like, simulation. Yeah, probably not. Stuff. Or, like... Must be rich, then, outside of this. Or maybe this is, like, in that society, I'm, like, terminally ill. And that's kind of just, like, what they do to, like, Your people. way out. Or maybe I'm in a coma. And so I'm not coming out of this until I come out of a coma. Hmm. Huh. But if that's what a comas are, just simulating some type of... Your Seems mind. like it'd be more like a dream. Uh, dreams just a simulation. Yeah, lower level simulation. Well, shit, right now higher level because there's sometimes you're in a dream you can't tell you're in a dream. Oh yeah. Until you <clears throat> come out of it. I think that that. This is a fucking circle. I can bring <laughs> up why I. I'm fond of simulation theory and it has to do with yeah, dreaming. Um, I'm never going to probably just firmly believe in anything, but I'm always open to 
liking things and thinking that that's a cool idea but <clears throat> dreaming I oftentimes in dreams can tell that I'm dreaming because this reality is so sensory and in my dreams I'll do things like touch things like uh, I think I told you before there was snow on the car and I touched the car and it wasn't cold so I immediately knew I was dreaming mm. because there's mm -hmm. no my senses are not the same mm -hmm. <clears throat> and this reality is so sensory so whenever things aren't sensing in my dream I'm quickly drawn to okay this is a dream and also it's a little strange how observation matters so much in this reality like uh, the rendering that you were talking about <clears throat> um, like sight doesn't it is so important but is that what you mean? No, not, I mean more like things are affected by uh, uh, the observer. Oh, I see. Yeah, yeah. So, um, I'm not a scientist, so I won't be able to explain this the best way. But I'm sure we've all probably seen something like this, um, shooting light particles through the slit. And yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The, the uh, um, quantum theory, quantum theory particle tester stuff like mm -hmm. and when it's observed and, yeah, it's in a line it, and then when it's not it's, it's a in wave yeah 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 so it hits, it's, it's hits, it hits the pattern in the back as a wave mm -hmm. but if you observe it it hits the pattern in the back as, the as line. particles yeah, yeah. As a line that it's gone through mm -hmm. so it's just very weird that this reality is that things can depend on whether someone's observing it or not mm -hmm. like that's very strange to me <laughs> like it's eerily strange that's good i'm glad you mentioned that because this like we've said like this goes into like entanglement theory string theory it really like encompasses a lot of different things that make it hard to really fathom and kind of like really grasp the whole picture all at once like mm. it's hard to really see it all together it's also kind of weird that <clears throat> and maybe you don't feel like this maybe this is just like a weird thing that I have but I often feel like I'm observing myself like there's an observer Nova that observes you're in third person yeah yeah I, I, li I live like that a lot in yeah. my head like third person not like I mean, I guess I live somewhat like first person, like I'm doing this and this. Oh, and this, yeah, yeah, like a lot of the time. Mentally, like I'm backed up mm -hmm. away from like myself. Mm -hmm. Like I'm like looking down on like what I'm doing. Like if I were to think about where I live at in my body, it wouldn't be my whole body. Like I have like a place behind my face and that would be like where I live inside of my body. Not even maybe necessarily my brain, more like behind my eyes or behind my mouth is mm -hmm. where like... I feel like I sit in my body mm. to observe yeah. myself. Yeah, that's where my uh, throne is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> that's where the captain's chair is. Yeah, very peculiar. It's a <clears throat> lot, man. It's a lot to, like, kind of try and work through mentally and figure out because there's so much we haven't even yeah. talked about. I mean, we could go on for hours days <laughs> or if this is just a simulation this all could just be minutes mm -hmm. seconds even 
I don't know about that much. In seconds. Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's also a little weird that we are electric. So, like, you can mm. observe electricity running through our brain. Like, that's... Mm. You can zap us and it'll, yeah, Isn't wake that weird? us back up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, what is it? It's just, that just means we're uh, conductive. That we conduct energy. Mm-hmm. Right. I'm not an electrician. Don't uh, <laughs> take any of my elec- electrical advice. Don't sure. take his electrical oh. advice, his money advice, or his... Uh, Investing advice. Stock, stockology. Not that guy. Well, yeah, I think that about wraps it up. I don't know. Where do I sit? I sit on, this would be really cool if there was a simulation because that would mean there's more after death, hopefully. Also, we may never know, so it may just not be worth wasting your time worrying about it. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if I'm worried. I'm like, kind of sitting on the fence looking at both sides going, eh, fuck it. Like, it's cool <laughs> to think about, but, like, certainly don't worry about it. Like... If you're at home and you're just a regular everyday Susan like me and you. And now you're totally freaking out. (laughs) Don't freak out because, look, your perspective and your perception is your reality. Yeah. And if this is a simulation and there's something else after, great. If not, great. It doesn't matter. If this all means nothing, well, it won't matter if it, if you had fun or if you loved along the way. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah. Spread a little bit of peace and joy to people. Yeah. I think that's what... That's what we should take away from this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Could be depressing. Just love life, mm-hmm. no matter what it is. Yeah. Just thank God you're not simulating a fucking zombie attack or something. Which would actually be really cool, and I would love to do that simulation. Yeah, sign me up. That'd be fun, man. I think I would be good at the <coughs> apocalypse. Mm-hmm, me too. I mean, I'm not like the biggest guys, but I, one of the biggest guys, but I'm fucking... Smart, I'm resourceful. Yeah. yeah. I'm gritty. Mm-hmm. I'm... I'm I could really fuck some shit up. Yeah, I'm feisty. Mm-hmm. Spicy. <laughs> spicy. Spicy. <laughs> you have a spicy personality. Yeah. Yeah. It's like if you could simulate that, that would be fun. Like, like all the zombie games are like super fun. I love Walking or uh, uh, what's it called, Left 4 Dead. Yeah. Yeah. That's an old game, kids. I don't think you know about that, but uh, <laughs> we do have some old heads listening, so you guys probably know about it. Wow. And then Call some old. older heads listening. Um, we love all of you. I don't know how you'd really <laughs> simulate Pong into reality. I guess like you're the ball chasing. Or Could you imagine from, being simulated into a 2D reality? That'd be God, cool. That'd be fucking hard. That'd be crazy, but how would you know? That'd be crazy. Yeah. That'd be so cool. It would suck, probably, but mm-hmm. as long as you could come out of it. Like, what's a one? What's a one? Because that's 2D, right? What's one? 1D. <laughs> one dimension. Just a 
point. Oh, just yeah, a just point. a point. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, 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 just a point. I want to simulate 4D. I'm out of here, bitches. Mm-hmm. Done with this meat bod. Maybe that's how we evolve. We figure out how to simulate four dimensions instead of actually being able to reach four dimensions. And then we all, just as a society, go into this simulated four-dimensional reality. And that's the multiverse. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Another scientific theory that incorporates simulation theory. All of them. Mm-hmm. So I feel like we've talked about a lot of different things. There's so it's many It's hard not things. to yeah. when you're talking about simulations. Like, Like, what if our little Animal Crossing people are, have consciousness? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They are probably super pissed at me right now. Yeah. <laughs> if, you do, if you have a Nintendo Switch and you have some time on your hands, grab a video game called Animal Crossing and enjoy. Gift from us to you. Your time will be well spent. I don't want this to be a part of it. But... I have watched the people in Animal Crossing to see if they're conscious. Like, I'll be pretending like I'm doing something, but really I'll have eyes on the guy behind me to see if he's doing anything weird. Like, out of the ordinary. Like, mm-hmm. are you a Wreck-It Ralph guy? You know, like, are you alive in there and you're just, like, NPCing right now, but as soon as you think I'm not looking, you're doing something else? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I watch them. Mm. Sometimes they're weird because they watch me. They, like, yeah, side-eye you. Yeah. Weird. I'm definitely putting that in, by the way. <laughs> Damn it. Because <laughs> that's great, and it's totally true. Wreck-It Ralph is a good point. Like, is it like Wreck-It Ralph for these video games? Like, when I turn off... Oh, by the way, I didn't finish explaining Animal Crossing. It's basically like an open-world map where you get a little island, you get to build your island up and plant a bunch of fruits and learn how to cook different things, and you get to... It's just a fun little game. So fun. I love it. Uh, look up some videos. Go get the game if you think it's cool you get to terraform your own town mm-hmm. um you get to upgrade your house you know like it's just like i'm a they use a currency called bells and i'm a billionaire yeah uh, me too now you get to like dig up fossils and donate those to your town's museum and like build up your town it's it's a lot of fun it's a it's a lot of fun keep an eye on those fuckers though because they know what they're doing yeah yeah you invite people to your town to not people they're animals you invite like birds and eagles and bears and cats it's it's a whole lot of fun uh we're trying to get a town full of cats yeah i've got seven cats now yeah yeah but so in that town whenever you save the game and turn it off they go to sleep and then whenever like your character your avatar they go to sleep and then whenever you wake up they wait like whenever you turn the game back on and you play it again they wake up and get out of bed and their hairs if it's been like a week or a couple weeks their hair's all messed up and they're all like they come out and they're all like shaking their hair off you know and then yeah good point avatar like Mm -hmm. that one's crazy though because he knows he knows he's conscious well it's 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 not a a simulation it's It's a a physical yeah trans uh mind transfer Mm -hmm. consciousness transfer yeah. That's a little different. Yeah. But still the similar me like, up. part of the same. Yeah. <laughs> it's fucking Sign crazy. This shit can go so many different ways. 
Well, I hope you guys got a lot out of that. I hope you heard some some interesting stuff that you hadn't, you know, didn't previously know, hadn't heard before. I feel like exhausted. My mind feels like <laughs> it's done so much computing right now that it's it's I could talk about this one forever. Borderline overeating. Yeah, it has been a lot of fun though. So, okay, it's been a lot of fun. If you have any questions, email us at aliensafterdark the number 9 at gmail.com. What face was that? <laughs> I don't you know. You just made a crazy <laughs> face. <laughs> no, you were not. sitting there like. <laughs> it was like a Jim Carrey face. <laughs> How did you even do that? I don't know. Do it again. I don't know what I was doing. Okay, everybody. We're going to go have some fun. Um, <laughs> thank you so much for listening. If you have any comments or questions, email us at aliensafterdark, the number nine at gmail.com can't wait to hear from you and we'll see you next time keep looking up because it's all blah, 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 blah. <laughs> <laughs> keep looking up because it's always dark somewhere <laughs> and bye, bye. bye.